This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time, Time Live. Live. This week, I talk about my most anticipated games of 2022, and in our final stage, I review the game award-winning adventure platformer Kena, Bridge of Spirits on the PS5. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the first episode of Select Start of 2022. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We got nothing to really talk about in terms of like big news going on in the world of gaming right now. You know, we're just starting. This is the first week. I hope everybody that is listening had somewhat of a great week. It's been a rocky start for me. It's been a rocky start for a lot of people that I've come across and talked to. I don't know why that is, but I knew I I could tell you about mine, but I don't want to tell you about mine. But, uh, (laughs) You know, everybody, a lot of other people is just like, all right, this is an interesting start of the, you know, of the entire year. We lost Betty White. We just recently lost Sydney Poitier. Rest in peace to both of them. Not really a as much in terms of mourning. It's a celebration of their legacy and life. They did tremendous. They, they made a great, great career for themselves. And in Sydney Poitier's case, he changed the landscape for my people to be in the world of Hollywood. So, you know, rest in peace to both of them. They're both great assets to the uh, industry and uh, they'll be missed. But along with that, there's just been a lot of craziness going on. But let's talk gaming in this episode because, you know, why not? (laughs) We got some things I wanted to talk about in terms of games that I'm anticipating for 2022. And I got a nice little list here because, um, there are some really good games coming out and of course i could have went forever with the list but i try to narrow it down to a bare minimum and by bare minimum i mean at least a little bit over 10 plus some honorable mentions as well i wanted to talk about that but i also am going to be reviewing kana uh bridge of spirits for the playstation 5 i got a chance to play that during the holiday season and uh so we'll talk about that in our final stage review but you know there are a lot of games that I am really anticipating right now coming out for the PlayStation 5 and the Switch and actually even the Xbox. I am really interested in what the Xbox is doing because of the Game Pass situation that really kind of gave them the advantage and momentum that they have been struggling for for years when trying to compete with both um, PlayStation and Nintendo. And, you know, we could we see a paradigm shift? 
in terms of like who's really doing very successful <laughs> in this year well i don't know we'll see because right now i'd say they have the advantage considering that sony is still kind of having issues getting you know playstation 5s out to people right now and then on top of that the games that we're waiting for are being delayed and taking its time to come out and a lot of that has to do with the pandemic so i am hoping i am really hoping that this is going to be the year that you know playstation 5 truly flourishes and and we get to see the games that we've been waiting for because i'm as somebody who you know fortunately was able to get a playstation 5 in year one and i mean fortunately i mean if you guys have listened to the show you know what i had to go through to get that uh that console i, I don't ever want to go through that again the last time i went through something like that was when i was getting tickets to wrestlemania in 1999 um which was chaotic. Uh, I think San Diego Comic-Con was also one of those type of situations that was like, oh, this is not going to be as easy as I thought it was. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I I just want to see Sony shine like we know they can. They, they put out a lot of games that they, they are saying that they're coming out. I hope that is the case. But um let's find out what i have in here and actually i need to add another game in here that i did i'm looking at my list now and I'm, i need to add another game in here real quick um because i damn sure want to play that game indeed uh so let me put that in here real quick before i really get started and i almost said it was for the snes that is not the case um so all right so to start off my list of most anticipated games and, and take note, not the most anticipated games, my most anticipated games of 2022. Um, we're going to start off with a game that's coming out literally in about like a week or so, like it really fast. And that is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, this game looks like it's going to be the Breath of the Wild of the Pokemon uh, series. This looks like this is going to be a huge change. I think this is the Pokemon game I've been waiting to have for quite a long time because it's going to do something that looks to be going in a whole new different direction, still having the same aura of Pokemon in there, but just going in a different direction in terms of how you compete with the Pokemon and the um, and the mechanics of the Pokemon uh, battling system. So I am looking very forward to that. I love the open world you know, uh, situation, which they really already had for quite some time. Um, I really enjoyed the last game, sun and moon in their terms. And they really did a lot, but I, I, what I want from them is to come up with a different experience and not just it from a open world and presentational standpoint in a battle system standpoint, but just a storyline standpoint too, because every story of every Pokemon game is exactly the same. And I, this is why I can't find myself ever wanting to buy the two versions of the game, because I think it's just, you're buying the same game. You're playing the exact same game, which I hate the fact that you don't get to replay the game all over again, or you got to play the whole experience over again, or you got to buy another game just to replay the game. I never, I was never a fan with that, of that. And that's why I love Sun and Moon uh, again, because like, even if you beat the game, they still give you ways to be able to battle pokemon using doing the tournament mode in the stadium and everything and really having that pokemon stadium uh presentation that we've always wanted since the nintendo 64 and 
this one, the only thing that was missing from the Nintendo 64, which I hate it, is like, okay, we're going, they're finally getting Pokemon in 3D. But the bad part was when they battled, you never really saw them actually battle. At least now, at this stage of uh, Game Freak, they managed to make Pokemon games where we could see them interact with each other. That was always my biggest pet peeve about the Pokemon series. Uh, this time, but to Sun and Moon's credit, and I believe um, Sun and Moon's credit, uh, Sword and Shield's credit, and I believe X and Y, they all did started getting animations that that we that showed them actually when they, uh, interacting with them during battles. But Arceus looks to be the actual definitive Pokemon game that will absolutely have us do that. And I am excited to see where this goes with that. So uh, that's coming out no more than like a couple weeks from now. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, as a fighting game fan, I want to see more fighting games come out. And it looks like we're getting at least maybe three fighting games coming out soon. Um, one of which is a report but i'll take it because it's one it's one that i've been waiting for for quite a while but the latest one coming from snk is king of fighters 15. i am both anticipating this and i'm a little bit skeptic about this because the problem with snk if you played the last king of fighters game and other games that they've come out with in past the king of fighter series has not evolved presentation wise it, it the only thing that's different about it is that it is 3d that is the only difference about that game everything else is virtually the same i mean you fight in you know you fight in matches the cutscenes are even the same um there's no really immerse into the universe like i know they could do like what netherrealm has done with even capcom to their credit whether it be good or not like you know say what you will about uh you know marvel versus capcom infinite they at least put in the effort to put it in a story in there whether it be good or not that allowed us to get more invested into their universe in that world and that story netherrealm consistently does this and they were actually i would say they're the ones that spearheaded this by you know putting in that type of production and presentation and ed boom you know giving this a very hollywood cinematic presentation there and then capcom said okay now we got to follow up because last time the last game they came out with during the times when ed boom and netherrealm studios were coming out with this with these games with these um series of games was marvel versus capcom 3 and as great as that game is and and how everybody loves that game i felt it fell flat based on its presentation and it didn't give us that and they that's when they tried to give us that with infinite because everybody was saying like okay we're paying 60 dollars for a fighting game that has a shallow amount of options and features in in play um play options to do and then you got netherrealm who is just you know for for the same amount of money is giving us not only a story mode, but also you got all these other modes that you get to play too. So the replay value is way higher for the amount of money that they're charging as opposed to what Capcom's getting. And this is the part that you guys listening, the gamers out there, the fans out there need to do. Don't think of yourself as just a fan or a gamer. You are also a consumer. And as a consumer, for that amount of money that you're spending and earning 
and you're investing, you need to invest in games that will give you the money's worth and, and more. At minimum, your money's worth. I don't, I never thought that Marvel versus Capcom 3 was worth the money that they were asking when you had Injustice come out and you had uh, Mortal Kombat 9, 10, and 11 and stuff like that. And it just had, all right. And also, I would like to say Tekken 7, which also gave you a great presentation and loads of stuff. Now, granted, when he started making that an ongoing game, that's when I was like, all right, I'm out because <laughs> that was just too much. But uh, you know, games like that, I appreciate because you know, if they're charging you that much money, they, they, you gotta give them all. You gotta give them all. So, um, the only thing my beef with Tekken seven was that like the additional DLC characters that they were adding did let, you know, added nothing to the investment of the universe that they had. Like they had Negan, they had, uh, who else? Negan, they had Negan, Noctis, um, and a bunch of other people from other video games come in, but they had no affiliation. They had, there was no acknowledgement of them in the game. Like it was with, uh, Akuma, AKA Goki. And I was a little bit frustrated. I'm like, well, I'm not paying for a character that does this recently. I noticed that, uh, Hamaru on soul caliber, same thing. And you know, Bandai Namco has done the same thing. They bring these people into the universe, but there's no acknowledgement of them in that universe. So you're just paying for one character just to play him. And to me, that's, that sucks. Meanwhile, you got Ed Boon's nether realm. You bring in, you bring in, you come up with injustice too. You bring in the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. You bring in Hellboy. you bring in, uh, like the Joker or Batman or whatever like that. And, or I'm sorry, or a Scorpio or uh, sub zero. And they're all a part of the universe. They are acknowledged and recognized as being a part of the universe in some form or fashion. And I get it. They did bring the Witcher in on Soul Calibur, and I get that. I get and I and I dig that that they did immerse them in. But other than that, it's like okay, one or two characters is fine. But if you're going to keep bringing in characters, you got to keep investing. Don't be lazy and just throw them in there just for the uh, heck of it, just to get a quick you know cash grab give it your money's worth. Cause to me, it's just, that's, that's cheapening the experience to me. So when it comes to King of Fighters 15, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that they provide a much better presentation to this game. And it looks like they are, I, I believe there is an invested story mode in here. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. We'll see. I, I hope it's done by the same people that worked on, um the actual king of fighters you know uh animated series that was out on youtube a while back because i thought that was pretty good i thought they did a really good job with that i know masari obari who is the director of the fatal fury series is going to be doing a anime short for that game that's another reason why i'm excited for this so um i hope that that is the case and we'll see it's coming out for the ps5 xbox series x and uh s and pc with I believe it's going to be coming out for the Switch um, down the line. Uh, they already got Samurai Showdown on there. And again, another game that while in its core, it's a solid fighter. I am so disappointed in that game. I am so like disappointed in what they did with that game because they could have done so much more with that. And again, it was just a hollow game experience and they're charging. Luckily, 
I stood I, I stood by my protest by not getting that game for the price that they were asking for. And I ended up waiting for them to get it on the Nintendo Switch, which they did for a smaller, more reasonable price that I felt like, OK, this is worth getting for this. Plus, they were giving you the first three characters um, that they were selling to the other one. So I kind of got a good deal with that. Plus, they were getting giving you the Neo Geo Pocket game all in one spec for that for that small amount of price i was all for that i was so all for that that to me was worth the value of that because what they were asking for was like no I'm, I'm good and uh so we'll see another game and another company that i think is really the king of fighters right now and that's arc system works they they are killing it with the fighting games right now i need them to help revitalize and research the fighting game community because i feel like it's start it's really slowed down in the years especially with the pandemic because you know we didn't get a chance to have evo and all that stuff and those live you know events and everything and we're still struggling to see if that's going to happen things are like once again getting canceled out there we're not getting um the grammys apparently and i know that they're struggling to see if the super bowl is going to be playing there and dr dre's performance and his halftime show and all that stuff so we'll see on that note but uh it's been a struggle for fighting games but arc system works to their credit has been doing a bang up job coming out with some absolutely phenomenal fighters um guilty gear uh strive is just phenomenal uh there's another game grand blue fantasy uh that i will be reviewing probably probably next week um and talking about that but this game i've been waiting for them to come out with this come back with this game for quite some time and i was really happy during one of the nintendo um directs that uh came out recently persona 4 arena ultimax is coming for the playstation 4 pc and switch and it looks like they're coming with the entire bundle of this whole entire thing and this is what i love when it comes to the switch because they just throw everything in that from the past you get all the dlc and everything all in one swoop i am excited about this game because this was my first you know for, um foray into the persona world I, I was unaware of the persona games and the hype for the persona games up until this point and then persona 5 came out and i figured out how popular that was way later i was a late bloomer for that one too but i did get persona 4 i was really attracted by the presentation of it the investment of uh voice acting that was in there as well and just the different play mechanics that was in there for the fighter as well it was just really a great game and i'm glad that they're bringing that back out and adding a special addition to that so looking forward to that and um i fight i need more fighting games in my life i i at at the my primary game choice of game genre is fighting games as simplistic as they could be i love it i've always loved it street fighter was one of my all-time favorite you know um video games ever just from a storytelling character development standpoint the changing of the games people don't understand that if not for street fighter we probably wouldn't be having six button controllers <laughs> today so it, it brought a lot to the table and changed the way we play video games and i think that's an element that people really don't realize about street fighter we before street fighter 2 ever came out we have been playing two to three button controllers and then when street fighter 2 came out and became this really elaborate sophisticated 
form of gameplay where you needed six buttons that represented you know different attacks changed everything i you know even like you know the sega genesis needed to compete with that and they came out with a controller strictly for street fighter 2 when it came out their version of the champions edition when it came out and it was already built for the super nes or the super famicon uh when it came out because super famicon already had that button layout in their own way so it was pretty it was pretty solid for that but really changed the game for you know controllers all through you know time after that so uh next game i am looking forward to uh, which is a game i played the demo of is strangers in paradise final fantasy origins coming out for the playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox uh series x and s and pc it was a really cool action game it was the demo at the time i'm sure a lot is going to be changed and um i believe this is a prequel to you know the first final fantasy game i'm not sure i think this is going to lead to the first ever hero i forgot the, the, the uh, protagonist name in the original um in the original final fantasy but i think it's all leading up to that so we're going to get that i really did like the gameplay and um and, and, and just the look of it from the game. So it was enough to make me want to invest more in it when it comes out. And it's hopefully coming out this year. And the fact that they had a demo was a good sign. Um, hopefully there will be no delays in it. But what I played on the demo, I was impressed enough and actually excited enough. Um, this could be a good way to hold off, you know, Final Fantasy fans until we get the big news of hopefully the second part of uh final fantasy 7 remake because a lot of us are waiting for that indeed so looking forward to that um another game square enix is coming out with is forsaken which is featuring a uh female black protagonist in there i am so drawn to this game i will fully support this game adam sessler on g4 tv mentioned some form of controversy and i did not hear anything about this controversy. i swear to goodness i heard nothing about this controversy maybe when the game comes out maybe i will hopefully i won't but the idea that this thing this this game is going to be focusing on a black female protagonist is kind of groundbreaking in its own right because i don't recall ever playing a game that looks like that as great as that with a character that looks like somebody i can just you know i can point to down the street from me it's beautiful the character looks beautiful um i i i'm so eager to see what that game is going to entail and it's like it's pretty much uh, i believe it's a 3d platformer slash 3d shooter as well uh I, i'm just excited for it because you know seeing a black woman on the screen with that type of power we already got miles morales on air we got hopefully we'll get more and um we got more characters in other games that are starting to come out and they were starting to have more representation out there. And uh, this is just another addition. And the fact that Square Enix is doing it because Square Enix is one of the best video game developers of all time. And to have them put that on air is just awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and hopefully it'll be good as I'm is coming out for the PS5. I don't know if it, I believe it may be available on PC and others. I'm not sure, but like I'm, I'm excited for it. The one of the only Xbox games that I am really interested in is that Starfield game, which was like always been their main presentation of all E3s or game awards. This the photorealistic 
models in the game. It's just incredible with the features and, and the shadows and lighting and their facial features and the textures. It looks like where we are supposed to be with these new game um, consoles right now. And credit to Xbox, that game looks absolutely stunning. We got a chance to see a little bit more of that game at the Game Awards. And, you know, honestly, I, I probably, you will never probably find me ever investing in an Xbox again, unless I like maybe win it or somebody just gives it to me for some reason. But um, that is a game I am actually looking forward to seeing how that looks and, and does. I think that's going to be a game that um, it, it could be Xboxes like Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, in some cases. It just looks awesome. Um, and apparently, according to the guys, um, the completionists at um, and X-Play, uh, he says that this game's about mental health. And that's even more interesting. So I, I'm really eager to uh, discover with that. Maybe I'll just look at it on, from YouTube videos and such like that. Going back to the Switch. My God, we've been looking for Bayonetta 3 for so freaking long. I am... This has to be the year. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about delays. This is supposed to be the year that Bayonetta 3 comes out on the Switch, um, exclusively to the Switch from Sega. It's time. It is more than time. Uh, we've had more than enough time playing and having fun with the first two. This game just looks absolutely awesome. Platinum Games are one of my favorite game developers out there. I guarantee you they're going to have a lot of fun putting this together. And since we've already had fun playing uh, Devil May Cry yeah, 5, you know, this will help us get adjusted. With it. I, honestly, seriously, Sega, Capcom, sooner or later, you're going to have to you're going to have to break ground. It's time to do a crossover with Bayonetta and Dante. I want to see this. I think that will absolutely be a great seller and having Capcom, you know, team up with Platinum Games and just going all out because a lot of the uh, developers from Bayonetta 3 are, are I believe are uh, have worked on the past DMC games. So come on, let's make this happen. But I am I am so anticipated Bayonetta 3. I know that game's going to be a hell of a lot of fun and a lot of craziness going on with that game, too. So um, Marvel is not out of the loop this year in uh, in 2022. They got Marvel midnight suns coming out for the playstation 5 xbox series x and s and the nintendo switch which are most likely i will probably get from there xcom is a game is a tactical game that i actually got into when i was um really into mobile gaming because they had that game so many times on there and i don't know why XCOM is a game that I should not actually have gotten in, been into, but I really got into that game and I like the tactical mechanics and the, and the, and the game um, and the gameplay in that of that game. It was a really great strategy game. And to see that come with the Marvel banner on there really intrigues me and interests me and any other things that they're going to be adding on in the experience that they're going to provide in a presentation that they're going to provide for that game really intrigues me it's a whole new different storyline it's not really particularly based on anything from the mcu or the comic uh universe so i am highly interested in this game and all the things that you're going to be able to do and the rpg elements that are involved with it too so 
so ready for that um also coming all pretty much all platforms here and another game that i am extremely extremely anticipating river city girls 2 coming out on all platforms baby this y'all know how i feel about this game series and i loved it so much i had the guys from um way forward come on to discuss the original game because i was just so into this game it is to me one of the best kunio khan games ever and they're coming out with a second one they're adding marion from double Dragon, the first actual playable double dragon character in this series and that's crossing over between the river city uh you know franchise and the double dragon franchise if you guys don't know um arc system works if i'm correct did acquire technos characters which consisted of double dragon uh river city and a whole bunch of them so now they're all combined together into one universe and which everybody except for the um the retro mania wrestling crew because if you guys remember um the man what is it uh i don't think matt mania is connected to them but russell uh superstars uh not russell superstars but um yeah actually it is it's um superstars was the was connected to technos too so and matt mania was all connected to that too so um you know matt uh, mike herman i believe has the rights to those but they're in no way connected to the you know river city double dragon universe unfortunately there so um but I, I i'm really excited about this game i love what they did to the first one plus they're coming out with river city girls zero which is actually a remake of a, a, a altered remake of the super famicom port from japan and there and it's just adding the river city girls to that as well so i'm look i am so excited because i knew that the last game was very fun this one should be a blast i am i can't wait um speaking of another game that i uh, am anticipating and had guests based upon this game uh on air gunvolt chronicles luminous avengers x2 coming in all platforms as well um this is the the spinoff to azure gunvolt azure knight gunvolt i should say uh and is starring the character copen who's kind of like the zero to mega man and here so he has his own game this is the second game coming out and uh looking forward to it i i'm look not only am i looking forward to it i'm bringing back a guest coming next week so i'll talk about it in a minute when this is oh tire show's over but this is coming out uh believe on the 27th so uh guaranteed i will be reviewing that in the coming weeks there but uh shout out to matt papa from nt creates in japan former philadelphia now in a uh now lives in the uh, land of the rising sun and um yeah get ready i'll be talking about a little bit more of that at the end of the show um i just also discovered that azura knight gum vault 3 is come also coming out in 2022 so i needed to add that to the list as well um that's their that's their mega man um also note that kg inafune is a part of all these projects so he is kind of overseeing these all these projects um yeah he mighty number nine may have not have been the best thing but i think he made a great comeback working on working with nt creates to create the gun vault universe they have in a in that the game series has done a great job so um kg inafune secretly did kind of research from that debacle that many felt was mighty number nine in there as well so um you know he's not out of the loop um we also got 
Rocksteady coming out with Gotham Knights, which is, you know, scheduled to come out for PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I don't expect this to be a bad game at all. It comes down to the storyline of the game. Um, and I'll talk about this after I talk about this list because it was in reference to an X-Play episode that I saw where they reviewed Arkham Knight. And it's very interesting when they talked about it because they brought it, they, Adam Sessler brought it, um, a perspective of the game that I never thought about because I actually love the game and I still love the game. But when he brought it to light in that, in that, uh, in his explanation, it made me think, I'm like, wow, I didn't think about that. It, Cause I'm, I'm a casual Batman fan. Despite if you ever go into, if you ever come into my home in my apartment, you'll see a bunch of, uh, fandom for Batman and, and the justice league in here, even though I'm a Marvel guy, but there's significant reasons for that. Um, but he put, he put some light into that game that I, I didn't realize. And it was very interesting. I can't, I can't deny his, his, uh, his feelings about the game. I should say that, but Gotham Knight, if, if, as far as the game play and the fighting system and the combat system, there's no doubt that it's going to be tight. I mean, they were, they were the ones that innovated so many other 3d platformers and, and platformers based on video game uh on comic book games like spider-man and uh, the insomniac spider-man series who then took that idea and kind of even made it better in my opinion um that combat system that they had for batman was flawless uh i loved it i always loved it it was just it really made you feel like you were Batman in there, just like Insomniac really made you feel like you were Spider-Man and Miles Morales in their games. This one was just so awesome. So I have no doubt that this uh, this Gotham Knights game is going to really bring on what we loved about the Arkham series and and and, and put a spin and put a really interesting spin on it uh, there. Along with that, we're also getting Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which in my opinion is going to be, I think, maybe the better game. But also, I, I can't help after watching the gameplay at the Game Awards that this game is taking some shades from Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think you're going to, the difference with this game is that you're going to be able to play as all of the characters that you acquire in the game, rather just play um, Peter Quill and Guardians of the Galaxy, which wasn't bad, but it, it was a reason for you to only play uh, Peter Quill in the game, but this is gonna be a lot more fun because you're gonna have different game uh, elements to it and gameplay styles. And most of all, why I'm really excited about this is because King Shark is played by none other than one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Samoa Joe, who unfortunately just got released from WWE just recently. This is why I'm not a WWE fan, people. One of many reasons. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But. He's going to be playing King Shark, so I, I can't wait for this. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and Joe's going to get work. Trust me. It's, it's just it's it's inevitable. Um, so I'm excited about that. So those are the games that I'm most anticipating right now. Uh, my honorable mentions and one of them is a maybe a wish list is that my honorable mentions is one Dragon Ball Breakers. This is like a horror, believe it or not, this is not a your normal average Dragon Ball game. This is an online game. I probably won't never play it. Maybe I will just, you know, for shiz and giggles. But what I'm intrigued about this game is that this is not your normal, you know, RPG Dragon Ball game, action RPG uh, Dragon Ball game, or even fighting game 
Dragon Ball game, they're going in a different approach with this. And in fact, you're this is a survival horror or survival tactic, a game where it's like the idea is to make get away from Cell and Frieza as they're trying as they're killing everybody in the world. You're playing as Bulma, you're playing as uh, Oolong and uh, maybe some other characters in between that are trying to get away from um, Cell or other enemies for that. They only showed Cell and Frieza in this, but I'm pretty sure there's probably other enemies that you're gonna have to survive and get through. But you're playing like, I think like maybe a course of eight characters that are all trying to survive the, the assault, the ultimate assault and killing, massive killing of all the people in Pepper Town and all these other towns in, in, in Dragon Ball universe. It is crazy. I, I, it, I don't know who came up with that concept, but you know, it's different. I like this idea in a sense. It's just, it's really different from anything they've ever done with the Dragon Ball series. Probably not since like Dragon Ball Heroes, you know. So I, I'm I, I I'm interested. I may not be fully invested in it. I don't know to what end I'm going to be fully invested because this is like one of those online only games that you're going to be able to play. Um, but I'm very much intrigued to this. So that's an honorable mention there. Another one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's uh, Revenge, which is coming out for the Switch and PC. I am so looking forward to this game. Uh, going back to the old arcade roots with this and with just much more polished looking. Um, so it's expected to come out this year. I'm hoping there are no delays coming from this because this game needs to come out. Um, I, Windjammers 2 is also coming out this month too so they already worked on that so hopefully now all they have to do is focus on getting that game out and uh, I'm ready for it it, it's, it looks fantastic I do want Junica to be a hidden character in this game I just hope that that was a dumb thing that they add to and if you don't know who that is that is actually the fifth turtle who uh, was a former Foot Clan member and somehow got caught up in a mutagen turned into a turtle and then end up teaming up with the uh, with uh, the Four, right after during and after splinter died spoiler alert in the comic book series so and and uh man the comic book series is dope i i will say that i i really like and i like the jenica character as well she is so awesome so i hope they do add it on my last honorable mention is also a wish list is that we rather get it we get an announcement or a release date for the upcoming aew wrestling game that they that um yuke's has been working with with uh silicon games or they're not silicon games but there's the it's the company formerly um working with the aki engine um they're getting that back and they've been working hard on it we haven't heard anything in like months on end about it and which is probably a good thing because we don't want to get hyped until there's a reason to get hyped and kenny omega who's overseeing the game has talked about this many a times but i am hoping we get some news if not an announcement that this game is coming out because I am so ready for it. I, I have not played a, um, a great 3D wrestling game in a while. And I've officially just stopped playing um, any WWE, uh, any, any WWE games of the past because I'm just one, I, I'm, I'm burnt out with WWE officially. Just a lot of things that they've been doing is just crap. Um, and then on top of that, during 2020 or 2019, they came out with that crap WWE uh, 2021 game or whatever like that. And it was just horrible. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that Yuke's 
also got burned out by these guys and left and they saw the signs they they saw the red flags and they're like we're out we're, we want to do something different we want to work with somebody new and it turns out that that somebody new was in fact aew which i think is going to be a much better game now they did announce um who is it uh 2k games did announce that they are coming out with 2k22 visually it looks great but i'm just i'm tired I can't invest any more money in WWE considering all the crap that they're doing and the mistreatment of their uh, staff, the mistreatment of their talent, the mistreatment of their uh, the fans. I, I refuse to invest in this game. I, I used to be so excited about uh, WWE games all the time. Like if you listen to this podcast since day one, I used to love, I used to make I used to hype up days because of this game because I'm a wrestling fan and I'm, I love wrestling games. Wrestling games was at one point, aside from fighting games, my primary game of play, mostly because of the creative suite. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't really care. I'm just not going to be excited about it because they don't know their fan base anymore. They don't respect their fan base anymore. So. I'm waiting for the AEW game to come out. And also, I mean, if you're talking to wrestling games, Retro uh, Mania Wrestling is also working on a new update to their game, too. And, um, you know, Mike Herman has been showing uh, other updates of the game in terms of animation. And he's working on new characters, Chris Bay, Mr. Hughes, um, uh, uh, Storm. Uh, I forgot his name. Um, I want to say Johnny Storm. It's not Johnny Storm. <laughs> from from uh impact he's supposed to be coming on there to uh james storm he's going to be on it in the game too and um there's going to be more too there's going to be a new story mode and all the stuff that they're uh talking to and i we've already spoke about that actual game but i he hasn't mentioned it yet so i'm not going to mention it he's mentioned what he wanted on the game but he hasn't mentioned to you what they're working on i know what they're working on and i'm looking forward to that trust me if you're an old school wrestling fan you're gonna appreciate what they're working on right now and the next story coming up so um you definitely want to you know if you already loved what they did with retromania wrestling trust me you're gonna love what they're doing next and they're working their asses off and i commend them over there so shout out to them in collegeville pa's finest people so all right last thing i want to talk about is i mentioned about gotham arkham knights i watched the recent episode of x play uh where adam sessler is just going back into games that they never got a chance to review when x play was gone i don't want to say hiatus because that would imply that they were just in, on a break no they were gone we would never thought we were going to see x play again but while they were gone so many other games came out and they're now reviewing games from that past and it, i think it's a great idea i think it's absolutely a great idea and put the adam sessler spin on it and get the opinions of the other uh cast that are on air as well and it was um very interesting because he brought something to light that i was unaware of because i am a casual batman fan I am only a fan of Batman during the times of the, in terms of the TV shows, maybe some of the movies, um, and the animated series. But other than that, I'm not really that big of a fan during the actual comic books. And he is a more invested fan. He's, he's as an invested fan, um, to Batman as I am to Spider-Man. So if you're that invested into those characters, then you would know when something doesn't ring right. 
But as a casual fan, you see it differently. You come up, you see it from a different perspective. So from my perspective, I'm like, okay, it's Batman. He's doing his thing. He's fighting all these people. He's fighting an Arkham Knight that just happens to be spoiler alert. Um, Red Hood, which I never understood the whole idea with that. I it that to me was kind of a really interestingly uh, interesting and tricky type of situation. But I was like, all right, I'm still enjoying Arkham Knight for what it is. But when he put it into perspective, because he is a an avid Batman fan, a hardcore Batman fan as I am a Spider-Man fan. He did not really particularly like the game as much as the other two or, or even three if you count Origin in there. And I understand why, because he felt the story fell flat in terms of them revealing that the character Arkham Knight was none other than Red Hood. And I felt like when he when he mentioned it and he talked about that and talked about how he didn't like that and also the play mechanics with the uh, Batmobile as well, which he wasn't a fan of. Um, even though i did like the batmobile thing there were some aspects i didn't like but it wasn't it didn't like turn me off for any of that situation at all um that he did but the storyline i do it do make sense but you know why because his disdain for that story was my disdain for the venom movie and how i felt they treated um tom hardy's portrayal of eddie brock like tom hardy to me is a i think he's a great fit for the Eddie Brock character had it been done by Sam Raimi but they did it wrong they made Venom a comedy act a character he should not have been a comedy character at all I think his portrayal was totally done wrong I thought they really put a set damper on it and hopefully I don't know what it means like after the after the end credit scene of Spider-Man I don't know maybe they're gonna have their own version of a Venom coming i don't know um so I, I i totally understand what he gets at with that because if you're a if you're a a hardcore fan of batman and you see that i can understand where you would have issues with that i i can't argue that because i'm not that i saw that i played it as a casual fan and felt it was great i felt that it was good i enjoyed it for what it was but did it meet the standards of the actual Batman fan? And he felt that it didn't. And I can't disagree with that. I got to respect that because I don't know too. I don't know enough of the lore to say like, well, this is wrong. But when he explained it, it makes sense as to why he had issues with it. And I get it. Um, so he felt it didn't it didn't add on as much as it could have to the Arkham series. And it kind of fell flat in a sense. For me, I would still love the game just for what it is but i get what he's saying on that so if you get a chance go watch that x play episode it's on um you can watch it on uh on uh comcast xfinity and the g4 tv uh network if you go there and it's on um youtube as well it was it was really i i i totally get it i totally understand it so it went in and that that actually it begs the question now if other fans felt that this game fell flat and then let's not even talk about the pc situation either because the pc situation kept blue screening and the black okage kept he's a I, I guess he's an avid pc guy so i love how i for years i've heard about the the quote-unquote master race and all this stuff but when i hear tbh on xplay talk about certain games that he played and how it blue screened on him but i'm like dude i i that 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 situation right there always kills me because 
that Batman was so unplayable on the PC that it's like, okay, if there's such a master race, why is this, why are there so many issues with the PC version of Arkham Knight? I don't get it. I've not had any issues with this on a PlayStation 4 at all. So, uh, it is what it is, folks. But, you know, it, it was what it was. But my thing is, if people don't consider the Arkham series one of the best series, I mean, it it is a great series. It's it, probably one of the best comic book video game series of all time. But in its shadows is Spider Insomniac Spider-Man. And so far, they've already come out with two fantastic Spider-Man games, one of which was the original Insomniac Spider-Man. Shout out to Yuri Lowenthal for that. And then they came out with the Miles Morales one, which I thought was great. And by the way, they also reviewed uh, Miles Morales on X-Play 2. The one thing that I was disappointed in is that they didn't talk about the the storyline, the, the subject matter of it in there, which considering that both Xavier Woods and the Black Okagi was on there, I'm really surprised that they didn't capture or take the opportunity to talk about the subject matter of that storyline and the Black Lives Matter uh, you know, message in there and, and just the theme of it all in there. I thought that they did a great job with that with the, uh, with that story in there. And really, I got emotional playing that game when, I, when it first came out because it was a much needed game in the climate that we were in during 2020. Absolutely needed. Uh, so... It made me feel good to be a gamer and a Marvel fan when I saw that. So they got Spider-Man 2 in the works coming out and that's going to have Venom. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Insomniac's going to get that right. They got the Sinister Six uh, deal done and done really well. I think they're going to be the ones to make the definitive venom experience because venom they tried it in the animated series depending on which animated series that you're talking about it was done one of them was done okay the other one was done eh. um the san Raimi's part three kind of did it right but they had the wrong actor for it and i'm a tougher gracie fan but i don't think he should have played i don't think he should have played uh eddie brock tom hardy was the right eddie brock in the wrong spider-man movie if he was done, if he did what Telfer Gracie did in there, because I think this, the, the way they, they, they did the story was right. I just think Telfer Gracie did not play up to that character, right? I think he just he just didn't fit that. So I, I would have loved for this rendition, this version of Tom Hardy to be in that movie. That would have been great. But I think Insomniac may be the ones to make the right choice and make Venom the venom that we all hope and see because he needs to be the menace that spider-man is not and here's the thing too if they do it right he's not spider-man's not going to be able to sense venom coming neither him or miles morales is going to be able to sense him coming because part of venom's powers is to cloak himself to not be noticed by spider-man by peter parker's spider sense so if they do it true to nature that's going to add a new element and handicap to the gameplay in the game experience and it's going to creep people out because venom can come out of anywhere and i hope they do that i really really hope they do that for this game so if they get that right then it's going to be arguably said that spider-man may be the best comic book series comic book video game series uh to date 
Uh, I want to say of all time because we got plenty more coming out right now to you know to, to judge. But Spider Man right now is in the top of the mountain. It's the pinnacle of the the video game. Uh, this you know because we've been blessed with not only just a lot of great you know video uh, comic book movies and comic book TV series, but also comic book as um, adapted video games as well. And Spider-Man is on the top of that mountain right now. So they pull off Spider-Man 2 the way I'm hoping. No doubt Spider-Man is going to be the best of them all. So we'll see. Folks, that's all we got for this segment. We're going to take a break, come back. And uh, in our final stage, I'm going to review Kenna, Bridge of Spirit for the PlayStation 5. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! have reached a final stage to review Kenna Bridge of Spirit for the PlayStation 5. Indie developers Ember Lab created this award-winning story-driven adventure where you play Kenna, a spirit guide who travels to an uninhabited village corrupted by evil in search of a sacred mountain shrine that can help cleanse the land. Uh, along with along the way Kenna finds herself bonding with these cute tiny spirits known as the Rot who maintain balance all of the village and purifies the dead and rotting elements throughout the land. So this game is known as an indie game. It's very well produced and elaborate indie game that is on the PlayStation 5. It is, I mean, there you can see the indie elements, I should say, in this game because it's not totally fluid in terms of, you know, transitioning from gameplay to, you know, CGI scenes or uh, cutscenes. But still, it provides a great presentation uh, that you can't help but to enjoy here. It's beautifully done. Um, I'm going to do the pro and pros and cons here uh, to talk about uh, what I felt about this game here. So uh, let's get started with that first. Again, I mentioned how beautiful this game is. The beautiful character models and art style and cinematic scenes that kind of mimics like a, the CGI films made by DreamWorks. It just really looks stunning. I love what they did that. It's like you're playing a DreamWorks animated fe uh, feature in the palm of your hands here. And I, I love that uh, presentation. Um, an open world platform that's very familiar with to games like Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. 
in here so i really like that element too and you could tell that they were really working to give you that same type of feel an unconventional control scheme that feels strange at first yet comfortable as you go along uh, using the R button for the light attacks and R2 button for heavy attacks. We've seen games like this before from God of War, uh, the recent God of War as well. And it's still like, because I don't play, I think I've only played a few games that really utilizes the, um, the R1 and R2 buttons as attack buttons. It, it's a throw off, but it's not completely a convoluted feel it really does feel comfortable doing that and um I, I i didn't mind it at all i didn't mind it at all and especially especially when you're playing with the dual sense controller because the dual sense controller really immerses you in because they have the right type of grip intensity uh when you press the buttons to use the staff or a bow or when you're attacking or when you're charging it really grabs you in so much like it did with um with the uh god of war series as well so i didn't mind it at all uh using the rot mechanics that aligns um with your staff weapons you know to form powerful attacks against hordes of demons and monstrous bosses was also a great thing too so i really enjoyed that and the fact that you upgrade and enhance it as you go along and the more rots that you find out throughout the whole entire land the more of a formation that you create now the thing is i don't know if i actually got them all i got about i felt like i got about like 60 of them and i think they were way more than that as you're going along you got to find them everywhere to go but they were enough to create a a a some form of an animal or, or a creature or whatever like that there were there was enough to you know solve puzzles and you know get through obstacles and whatnot so it was really cool and, they, and it really felt that they were an important aspect of the game, too. They weren't just there that, you, you know, you really needed them to help you get through certain uh, situations. So you had to, you know, collect as many as possible and level up, too. So I, I the, the rock mechanics was really a fun uh, aspect of the game for me. The ability to use combat, uh, a combat system that lets you fight in third person and uh, for in uh, third really pretty much third uh, person platform as well as third person shooter mode was also needed because there are times when you need to turn your staff into a bow you need to aim right now granted it's not exactly the best aiming mechanics that i've played um you know especially but a lot of that turn has to do with you just you know upgrading your uh you know kenna and in, in the game in order for you to get some really great shots but it was still fun it just wasn't like I've, I've played better, you know, uh, third person shooter mechanics and in, in, in games, but this was pretty good. It was fair at best. Um, also, the simple and user friendly RPG system in the game was really cool. It wasn't really that elaborate. They didn't have like a a skill tree system like others. This one was just plain and simple. You have, um, you know, stuff for your staff, uh, other your other aspects of the ga um, games, your bow. Um, certain bombs that you acquire and then even the rots have their own abilities that you have to upgrade as well in the game so you know turn using the ability to uh create the rot hammers or the bows and stuff like that it was it's really fun uh but very simplistic as well then you also had the mask system when you acquire the spiritual mask uh owned by you know uh people that were in a village but no longer and they you know their spirits are still inhabited so you use them to access your way through different parts of the uh village in the island which is really cool too um the map 
was also there too the map i'm a little bit you know iffy on but we'll talk about that in a minute um the incredible soundtrack for this game that brings peace of mind when walking through the village the whole purpose of this game was to bring in a zen type of presentation a very tranquil taoist like um experience yin and yang if you will type of experience and it does that really well and the music plays a long part of it because you i can't help but to feel tranquil when playing through this game even going through the boss um the boss battles and you know going through those little uh waves of enemies that you fight i still felt like i was in peace the whole like i in 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 the words of bruce lee master bruce lee if you will i felt like water when i played this game and i just was able to adapt and assimilate writing through the whole entire process it's just beautiful um the puzzles weren't hard or difficult at all they were a lot of fun uh you know the fun puzzles that they unlock to help you upgrade your powers and abilities so you have that and the last pro i have is the price it was sold for a reasonable price uh even at its core it was it's it, so, um they sold it for 39.99 and here's a i think that there was a reason for that and then 40 49.99 for the deluxe pack and i thought that was pretty reasonable for this game and I think a lot of that will stem from the con of the game. So let's go into the cons here. My con for Kenna uh, Bridge of Spirit is that it felt both short in terms of story and limited uh, in the ability to fully explore the environment that you're in. So you can get through the game at a very short time. I I got it. It took me no time to beat this game, but it was it was still fun throughout the entire game like i could replay this game and still enjoy it um even more there's no um new game plus in it unfortunately um to this game at least not right now i don't know if they ever put it in but um you will have to replay the game in its entirety uh from from um start to finish once you try to play a new game so i didn't see any new game plus in this at all in here and i think that's what could be considered a negative in its own right um but you can get through this game in no time. I felt like I wanted to, by the time this game was done, I really wanted to get more into the universe, but that was it. And I think that's the reason why this game was only $39.99. And kudos to the studio for making it that price. Because again, I, I talked about this earlier uh, about games uh, not living up to the price that they're asking for. As great as as ember labs did with this game because if it was short i don't think that it allowed you to get that same experience like if i compare this to breath of the wild or i compare this to witcher 3 the um the wild hunt they're all the same they're all the price of 59.99 and then in the wild hunts case they had some expansions in there but just the core games in itself the main games in itself were worth every bit so i always find it hard to you know feel satisfied and happy playing a game that are based on the same genres where one has all the all this meat and potatoes on your plate while this other one has this one little entree of food one broccoli one little slice of uh steak one you know potato one small potato like but you're paying you're charging the same price for that to me that is no I, I, that's not the way I work. I'm, I, I refuse to, I don't care how good it is. I'm not, I don't want to pay that much for that little. 
to Amber Labs credit, I think that they felt that and they gave a they offered a reasonable price for this experience that they get. And I thought this was a very appropriate one. And it's even on sale right now, or it, at least today's the last day as we're speaking that it's on sale. But even still, that was a fair I thought that was a fair price um, for it indeed. But yes, it is a tad bit short. I hope that somehow, some way that they will add some more to it or work on doing the next chapter of this game, because there's so much more you could do with the Kenna character uh, in this game. I thought she was great and uh, I look forward to what they do next with her. They have something. This game won a lot of awards, a lot of best of awards, and uh, it did win a game award as well. So it just has to be a means for something else in there. But um, other than that, uh, and unlike Breath of the Wild and other games like that, or most I'm going to say Breath of the Wild in this case, because this is the best example. Breath of the Wild to me, Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild to me is absolutely the best in terms of open world. <laughs> because that because the reason being is that you can literally go anywhere even if you got to climb a mountain you could climb a mountain just to get to where your destination is at this was my beef with horizon zero dawn in comparison i don't think this got talked about but this was a discussion that i had when both of those games came out because i played both of those games i saw the difference of the two breath of the wild was great but it was limited and its ability to travel and what breath of the wild did was that like look you had this entire world that you could travel to you could warp or you could travel there but you can even if there are some obstacles you can get into like mountains or anything you can climb those mountains pending that your stamina is a is allowing you to do that there was also climate uh control there was a climate control system like if you're in a cold area you're going to freeze and your energy is going to deplete um if you're in the heat and you're wearing clothes that are too hot you're you, you're gonna you're gonna heat exhaust and your energy is gonna deplete it was that attention to detail that was like that made breath of the wild such a awesome experience and the debates and arguments that i had about the contrasting comparisons from people who didn't play rather both games or you know or even one of the games it was crazy like i love what they did with horizon zero dawn but by no means it was better than breath of the wild because of the little attention to details that, that game had like how many games have you ever played where you go into a sunny warm humid climate in a desert and you're wearing all these clothes and theoretically you should be sweating up a storm you should get a heat exhaustion you should faint they they did exactly that in that game and then you go into the arctic areas of of uh hyrule and in other parts of the land and you're not wearing enough clothing and you're freezing you're gonna get frostbite and they played on that factor and you know what that does that invests you more into that universe i didn't get that with with um horizon zero dawn in a sense that aloe was wearing layers of clothes no matter where she was like in one aspect in the snow and like she's not freezing and then in other parts of it she was like it was hot and nice and it was just like the clothing her clothing selections as awesome as they were didn't theoretically make sense and when you're playing breath of the wild and then you're playing you know you're playing uh horizon zero dawn and after playing breath of the wild it doesn't suspend your disbelief that alloy is aloe is not in the situation as you are and that really played that really that really put a number on me in my experience with horizon zero dawn 
because of those small details that you know um miyamoto and nintendo did with breath of the wild and when it comes to kenna it really has that limitations as well you can't climb up walls um the climates are you know they, they don't really have much too much in climate weather situations in there but that's a little bit extra but the fact that like there are some areas that she can't get into that to me was a little bit bothersome whereas like zelda breath of the wild set the standards in terms of open world uh experience and environment and i don't know if it could have been a budget issue because it is an indie you know it is an indie developer company and they probably don't have so much resources like if you played the game you you, you you'll know the game is great but you also can see the limitations that they have in the game so but for what it's worth it it's above and beyond a, a a fantastic games that they did um maybe not the best platformer but overall i love the game i think everybody who owns a playstation 5 should grab this game at some point in uh, time it's a quick fast and yet beautiful game to play um user friendly player friendly beautiful and feels great using the dual sense controller so i think overall people will enjoy it so if i give this a grade it's going to be a b plus for me uh it, far be it for me to give this an a with the limitations that it has and the you know and and the short amount of you know uh story that it tells but it is absolutely a fun tranquil beautiful experience to have in this game and i look it just i think this is just a a uh, hint of what this company is going to be able to do and i'm hoping to uh, see their next installment of this series come in and it be bigger and ever and they add a lot more to it but they did incredibly well with this game so a b plus is my grade for this so ladies and gentlemen that will do it for me in this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it and um more to come in the world of video games because i mentioned earlier about uh gun vault chronicles luminous avengers uh x2 coming very shortly in a couple weeks well coming all the way from the land of the rising sun is my good friend matt papa who will be on the show for making his fourth appearance on this show this time in video form and we're going to talk about that new up and coming game we're also going to try to get him to talk a little bit more about gun uh, azure night gun vault 3 coming out as well and how he's been faring because he's in japan and if you guys have been keeping track japan has been having their own issues in terms of the pandemic and delays in development and all the stuff so i want to talk about his experience in japan being stuck over there not being able to come back to philly here and uh i you know i met him in philly during a dj uh cutman you know uh concert the first time i got a chance to meet and interview dj cutman was there and i got a chance to meet him and his uh lovely uh girlfriend longtime girlfriend tron bond aka jessica so It'll be great to see those two uh, and get a chance to see their layout because I don't know if he's going to be. I believe last time I interviewed him, he was in the NT Create Studios. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be there this time or he's going to be at home. But either way, it's still awesome because he's going to be in Japan. So we're going to get this whole entire you're going to get to see this whole entire view of Japan from his landscape or whatever like that. So I'm looking forward to this. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he got a good camera met and we'll get to see all of this pretty soon and um, be great to talk to him. So that's our first talk time live exclusive of 2022. There will be more coming. Mega Ran is coming because we're going to talk about his book as well. So we're working on times to bring him in um i believe i'm working on another guest coming in who knows what the hell is going to happen in 2022 but so far we got it set this sunday on talk time uh, not this sunday um this sunday actually on talk time live we're going to be um reviewing 
the latest season of Cobra Kai. <laughs> Boy, do we got a lot to talk about with that. I binged that entire damn show day one that it came out. I just, we're going to talk about that on Sunday. And then the week following, Peacemaker's coming out uh, on my birthday week. So I'm going to be reviewing that um, during my birthday week as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, just been awesome. Uh, thank you guys again for, you know, downloading and listening to the show, being a part of this show. Of course, you can listen to this show in every show on Talk Time Live, our official website for TalkTimeLive.com, our official website for the Talk Time Live podcast, I should say. Um, you can check out all of our episodes there. Uh, we have a search engine on that uh, website. If you go to the podcast page right above the latest episode, you'll see search podcast. And if you want to listen to any episode or any of our exclusive episodes uh, or interviews, you could just type in TTL exclusive and all of the exclusive episodes will pop up and you can listen to all of them uh in that in in it in the order that it was in and not only that we also have a page that is exclusive to our video interviews that we have so we have a whole list of those interviews on there you can go check out that there if you want to watch it you know from our series of uh interviews there we also have the media page which consists of all of the Repop Metaverse uh, virtual panels that I hosted last year, uh, courtesy of Repop. So you have all those clips as well. And we also have our blog page uh, as well that has a lot of great articles, unboxing articles that I have in here, uh, written interviews from people that I didn't get a chance to do audio, mostly because they're from other countries and they don't necessarily uh, speak English incredibly. So we actually decided to do written interviews instead. So we got, you know, Yeo from, uh, from Russia. We got, um, Chen Wei, uh, Wang from, uh, Taiwan, from, uh, Taiwan and air. So, I mean, who worked on, uh, the legend of, uh, Tian Ding, which was a great, great game I played uh, last year and, uh, other stuff, other, you know, articles and, and entries that I put in and there will be more to come as well. So, you could definitely go to talktimelive.com and enjoy all of that con that exclusive content that we have over there. And if you love listening to podcasts, you don't want to miss a beat. You could go to your favorite podcast. We're playing everywhere where podcasts are uh, able to be downloaded, such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, Tumblr. We're getting to we're we're trying our best to get them to uh, get on the ball with that i've been working with them they're late on responses they probably got a lot of ton of work to get into but i'm being patient with them and uh we're also i'm also on fountain as well for those who go on fountain and um to do the bitcoin things there so if you got bitcoin if you want to you actually uh donate a little bit of bitcoin to this show i will be more than grateful <laughs> for that as well so you can go to the fountain app and we're there as well so Again, thank you guys so very much. Hopefully we are looking forward to having a great year here at TalkTimeLive.com and the ACMG Facebook group as well. So that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week, people.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.